Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Rodney Robinson. Welcome to the show, Rodney. Thank you, Whitney. Glad to be here. Yeah, Rodney is a full-time business professional who is growing a Florida-based real estate investment portfolio. He manages his personal rentals while growing a multifamily investment business, uh, Robinson Capital, where he seeks to help others learn to invest in real estate and in multifamily opportunities. Rodney, welcome to the show. Give us a little bit about your focus right now in real estate and let's jump in. So my focus is actually very uh, transitional at this point, you know, I started the way a lot of others may start or at least envision for real estate investing. My target, you know, the audience are people just like me that are what I call working professionals. We've been through, you know, the regimen of college and getting our job and we start making money and we maybe appreciate the idea of our money working harder than us. So I went through that journey just like everyone else. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and so many other real estate books, but I think it started with the mindset for me. So what ended up happening was, you know, after some getting through our personal financial goals and things like that, we bought our first rental property in 2019. And then our second property was the house that we were living in that we knew from the beginning, which would be, it would be a rental. And then after that, I said, I'm no longer interested in single family homes. It was a lot of work. I was self-managing until recently. And I decided that we were going to do something a little bit different. I got to think about this multifamily. There has to be a way to get into this thing. And I listened to a podcast, I attended a conference, and basically my eyes were opened up for my personal needs and goals, families, objectives. It just made more sense to do more in less time to achieve your financial goals. So where I am is I'm building, like you said, a real estate multifamily business, investment business. And in the process, I'm learning and I'm educating others on my blog with regards to what we're doing and other options for them so that hopefully they can get money to work harder for them. Nice. No doubt about it. Those things you mentioned, just like the mindset shift and personal financial goals, some of those things that I want to talk about. You talked about it started with mindset for you. And I, I think so much does start with mindset. It's so important. We talk about it all the time on the show. What was that that changed for you? You know, what was that mindset piece that changed for you that said, okay, you know, we need to focus. We need to do something different or go against the grain. That's a great question. I think what happened was I got exactly what I wanted. So when I started my career, I said, I want to go to the top. I wanted to continue to grow. I envisioned becoming a manager, a senior manager, a director, a VP, and something I didn't calculate in that goal setting was the time it would take from my family and the responsibility and the pressure. In summary, how much I had to work to get that sort of income and basically the life that I was looking to have. And I think a lot of the listeners, they could resonate so I did. I went through that path. I became a manager and a senior manager. And I was in a place where I managed a team of 40 people. And it's great. But I realized that if for some reason I didn't do a good enough job, you know, or I didn't meet expectations, the ramifications of that were tough, potentially for your career, for your ability to be able to provide for other people. So I definitely love the income. But when it comes to as hard as I needed to work for it, and then to eventually maintain that level of living, it changed for me. And I realized that after listening to others' podcasts and webinars and becoming connected with others, 
that there's a way to do this where there's not so much pressure on your earned income and what you have to do to be able to maintain it. And like I said, I think rich dad, poor dad was kind of like the catalyst. And then it opened the floodgates for more mindset shifts in the future. So what do you see in most people now that or even, you know, you can still speak about yourself, just that you talked about a rich dad, poor dad. And there's other things, of course, that have helped you to take that mindset shift. But what really helped you to take that leap? It's just hard to fight against everything you've been taught, or most of us, you know, the way you were raised and ingrained in certain ways that money should be handled. And that's usually not by people who are wealthy. And so, you know, how did you take that shift and continue to go against the grain? Even maybe you can incorporate, you know, was your family on board as well? Oh, yeah. I love that. I think what happened, the short answer is I decided to leap. But I'll explain to you what happened. I'm glad you mentioned family. So today, my wife and I, we have four children, and they're under the age of Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old who just turned five yesterday, and then twins, two-year-old twins. And we had the last twins in 2018 at the end of the year. And I realized that there's even more pressure, the pressure that I described earlier, you know, for someone like me, you know, single-income family to have one stream of income coming in and 50 streams of expenses. And I decided that I always envisioned being a real estate investor. But when I look at my goals, what I'm doing today doesn't align with it. So what really had to happen was for me to simply take action. You know, so many people talk about analysis paralysis. For me, I didn't realize that I was paralyzed. You know, I thought I just needed more education. But at some point, it took me to do something. I actually heard a podcast where the person speaking was saying, you know, you need to think more along the lines of not just your five year and 10 year. What are you planning on doing over the next 60 days? So I went to my wife and I said, hey, you know how we've always wanted to invest in real estate? I realized that we're not going to get there without being serious about it. This is my fault. I basically showed her the plan that I put together and I was on, there was almost a little tear in my eye because I was like, you know, I feel like now recognizing that we had twins, three-month twins. If we don't do this, then it may not ever happen for us. So that's when we bought our first rental property and maybe 30 to 45 days later. Wow. 30 to 45 days later after that conversation. From that point. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You took some action, no doubt about it. Well, can I ask what her response was? She said, okay, but I think it was a nervous response. And to be fair, I was also nervous. Sure. Rightfully so. I did not expect for her to feel any differently than I did. And even now, as I continue my journey, there are things that make me nervous all the time. But what I realized was not to be emotional, try to use facts and data and your knowledge and ask questions. And then maybe you don't get yourself in a place where it's too scary or overwhelming. I figure even now, as I branch into newer and bigger things, when I feel that way, there's something that must be missing. Maybe I'm not prepared. I don't have the education. I haven't talked to someone who's knowledgeable enough. So in that time, we did that. So her response was nervousness. And I'm not going to say it was a painless process. And we high-fived each other the first time. But when we did get that first rent check, a few months later, not a few months, maybe it didn't take us long to fix it up and get someone in there. And when we got that first rent check, it felt great. So we started to see how the concept can work. Nice. Okay. So and then you wanted bigger things, right? We'll move forward a little bit. You wanted to get into larger multifamily or larger deals. You know, tell me about that mindset transition a little bit. And then let's talk quickly about how you're scaling your syndication business now. That's good. So within six months, we decided to buy a house for ourselves. The house that we were in became our second rental. That worked very well. 
it was relatively smooth. It was only a few weeks that it took us to fix some things up and get someone else into that rental. And then tenants started calling me. No way. <laughs> I have a background in leasing. When I was in college, I was a leasing agent at a student housing complex in Orlando. And there were quite a few students and we put together leases. We showed places. From the beginning, I knew that I could do a decent job of being a landlord and managing myself. I did it for two reasons. I did it so that I can learn and appreciate what it takes to be a landlord. And what I also wanted to do was make sure I understood what I wanted in a property manager. Then I realized after tenants started calling me, even though I only spend after a few months of this happening, even though I only spend maybe a few hours, maybe an hour, two hours a month managing my rentals. Within that time, it's very frustrating because I'm not doing things that I feel are the most value add. And then I realized that if I'm going to buy another single family home, it might be more of this. So what is it going to take for me to scale the business, appreciate what I have now, some income, some appreciation happening to our properties and our growing market, but not be so in it like I am. And I said, I don't want to do this again. I want to get better. Just like I've heard a lot of people say they wouldn't repeat their first deal, but they wouldn't change anything about having done their first deal because otherwise they wouldn't be where they are now. And that's pretty much where I am. So I didn't want to do that again. I wanted to do more with the same amount of time or less for the same result. Want to do less for the same result, no doubt about it, right? So what do you envision, you know, your business, you know, say a year from now and tell me how you plan to achieve it. So I envision our business having done our first syndication, multifamily syndication in a market that I've identified, partnering with another general partner, someone who's gotten some experience, perhaps over the next few months, I'll be able to be a limited partner, a passive investor myself and my first apartment deal. I think that's moving in the right direction. And I think, you know, I'll be able to get some really good experience with regards to what it takes to be a passive investor and also be a great syndicator. My daughter was, she's seven. She told me what it takes to drive a car. I said, it's one thing to know how to drive a car. It's another thing to do it. And then I started thinking about this situation. I'm like, I think I'll be a great syndicator once I learn what it takes to be a great passive investor and make great passive investments and also syndicate great deals for passive investors. So that's a big thing for me. I've done some things in the process that I'm also telling others about because what I really love about the journey is you get to share it with others so that they don't already know the outcome. They're just watching you do it. It's documented. That's why I have my blog. In the blog, I'm talking about the mindset change. I'm talking about what I'm doing now, which is looking at markets. I'm sharing some of that information. I have people on the show, not the show, the blog that I've maybe interviewed. And then what I'm also doing is I'm talking about how I just rolled over my 401k that's not being used because I'm not with the company. It's growing with the whatever asset you know fund that's in it into a qualified retirement plan or giving something that can help others realize that they may have the funds to be able to be a passive investor, even if they don't have, you know, many thousands in their bank account. Bedford's cost segregation specializes in generating significant tax savings via their engineering-based studies for commercial real estate clients nationwide. Founded in 2002, Bedford is one of the largest independently owned cost segregation providers in the country with over 14,000 studies completed to date in multiple offices throughout. 
The most important decision ownership can make when incorporating cost segregation within their real estate portfolio is selecting the right provider. With only 43 certified cost segregation professionals nationwide, Bedford is proud to employ eight of them and takes the quality of their people as seriously as their studies. Every certified cost segregation professional has passed a rigorous test combining knowledge of technical engineering issues, legal tax issues, ethics standards, and requires a strict level of prior work experience to be eligible. Bottom line, not all cost segregation providers are created equal. So be sure to take the decision seriously from the beginning to protect yourself for years to come. Please contact Bedford's Business Development Director, Frank Judici, to learn more. Nice. No, education is a key component, no doubt about it. And it's neat you're doing that through blogs, you're doing that through, you know, you're sharing what you're learning and what's happening, right? And helping educate many others along the way. And so tell us about how you chose that thought leadership platform, you know, as a blog, as opposed to a podcast or YouTube channel, or I mean, there's so many avenues, right? But how did you choose that? Yeah, the short answer is, there's something for everybody. Just like there's a medium for everyone to listen to, there's a medium through which I can communicate to who I believe are, you know, my audience members that's most convenient for me. So I chose multifamily because of the lifestyle that I want. And I chose blogging at this time for the lifestyle that I have. I'm a busy working professional. I think they're as great as podcasts are. I listen to them myself. I listen less because I don't drive to work anymore. I work remotely. And I figure there might be people like me who could quickly read a five-minute article and learn a few things versus listen to a podcast that might be an hour or 30 minutes. I'm probably missing some people at this point, but it works for me. I'm able to, I wanted to do something that I was able to do consistently that could reach people just like me and that I can use a skill that I have, which I think is writing and communicating a message through writing so that other people can benefit. I do think in the future we'll get to a podcast. I just want to have good systems in place to where I can keep that up because it's not an easy thing, as you know. Oh, no, it's easy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Rodney, if you could tell your younger self, say, 10 years ago, something to do differently, you know, as far as real estate specifically, what would that be? I'd say be brave. So I'm constantly pushing my now that I, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than I was a few years ago. I don't think it's just like years passing by. I just think it's, I'm looking at my children and everything that I'm trying to tell them. I should be listening to myself. Be brave. Go play with that kid on the playground. You know, put yourself out there. If they don't like you, there are others, you know, that'll accept you. And that's the way that I need to be. I'm transitioning myself into recognizing that not everyone's going to agree with my content or the approach or the strategies or, you know, that real estate is a great asset class. I was speaking with a stock friend who basically tried to talk me out of it. And I said, hey, you know, it's working for you. If you can get 110% gains on your investments and continue to do so, and that works with your goals, go for it. But I think that experience taught me bravery because if I believe strongly enough that real estate is a great asset class, I want to share that. And they're hopefully if I'm reaching the right people, they're hearing and learning and listening, but there might be some different thoughts that may not quite agree. And I think what held me back for so long is being a working professional and not wanting to disrupt things too much. I think COVID happened. And when COVID happened, I saw my sister-in-law lose her job. She was living with us for a while. And it made me think one source of income, so much coming out. I'm doing people around me a disservice by not sharing what I'm learning. 
So I just want it to be available for others. And I think bravery is what I'm teaching myself. Yeah. If you wait till you have no pushback, I mean, you'll just never get it done. Right. Or if you're not receiving any pushback from others, you're not pushing hard enough is what I believe. But you have to be willing to, I try to teach my boys that too. It's like, there's going to be people that say you can't do it right. Or it can't be done. And I've had that happen so many times and that just, you know, hopefully, obviously depending on most situations, but you know, hopefully that encourages you, you know, even that much more. Tell me Rodney about some daily habits that you are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success. I'm glad you asked. I wrote a blog called the 4am mindset. That's early. (laughs) It's very early. It's something I had to do. It worked for me and I had to do it. I decided in July of 2020 that something needed to change. It was probably before that time because I was transitioning from where we are to working remotely is tough. It's a big change on your routine. And we're constantly going through changes with our young children that keep progressing. You know, they're going to start going to bed earlier or later or, and there are four different personalities. I had to do something to block off the time so that I could work on this business, work on the content and have the energy to be able to just get better and grow. So I started getting up at 4 a.m. every day during the week, Monday through Friday. Most of the time I do it. Sometimes it might be 4.30, but I'm up at 4 a.m. And a few things that I do in the morning is I pray and I write. And then I started working on the business for 45 minutes or something like that, writing content. And I do some reading on that also helps to educate me and continue to feed myself knowledge. And I get some exercise in, some sort of exercise And what was most important is that the time wasn't always producing the top output, but that I was doing it from the very beginning. And after about a month of doing it, it stuck with me. Now I'm more uncomfortable not getting up at 4 a.m., being a late owl naturally, than I am sleeping in bed. Nice. What's the key to getting up so early? I think I just needed to desire it. I needed to want it badly enough. And I said, Rodney, do you want to do this? And I obviously said, yes. I said, prove it to yourself and to those around you and start getting up at 4am. My wife, you know, she would laugh if she heard this, but she'd complain if I'm not up helping with kids. So I have to beat that. I have to beat our own children at getting up. So for me, 530 wouldn't cut it. It had to be four o'clock. And now I look back and I think about what the discipline, which wasn't always the best thing for me. I'm not always, you know, in other areas of my life, the best and most disciplined person And I said, let's make a change and develop discipline, starting with how I get up and what time I get up every day, Monday through Friday, I'm committed to doing that. And then I started being disciplined in other areas, building the business, my habits, health habits, and things like that. And coincidentally, my wife started getting up early too. (laughs) That's interesting. So a similar thing happened to us a few years back. I don't know. I started getting up early. Things started to change. You know, I used to get up early and then, you know, you kind of get out of the habit and you come back to it. But yeah, having that structured morning routine just has changed everything for me personally. And my wife as well started getting up early and loves getting up early now. Like she loves it as much as I do, you know, to have that time in the morning just to get your mind right, right? Pray and write or read and all those things that are important just to get your day started correctly. And it's interesting you say you have to desire it. No doubt about it. It's not easy to get up that early. I can't say I make it every morning. But, you know, somebody said one time, it's like, it's as simple as you really not have enough self-discipline to get out of the bed. You know, it's like when I think about it like that, I'm like, okay, do you really think you have enough discipline to operate a business? But you can't even get out of the bed in the morning. 
You know, so, you know, I'm like, okay, I really need to think about my attitude getting out of bed and just make it happen. And like you said, desire it, make the decision and say, hey, this is what's best. And maybe that's not for everybody. But what I find for most people I interview, one of the habits that is so common is being up early and making it happen early. But anyway, I appreciate you sharing that, Rodney. So important. Tell me the number one thing that's contributed to your success. I actually think it's that 4 a.m. routine. So it's not just that I got disciplined, but I believe in myself. So out of 4 a.m., out of the 4 a.m. routine that I put together Monday through Friday, I've been able to write blog posts for all of 2021 and more. I've been able to put blog posts together for not just Monday now, but also Wednesday. That was a new thing since I had all the posts written for the year. I've been able to learn new things and put more timely content together, more market research. And I look back and I think of that and I'm very thankful. But now it causes me to push to the next level. Let's network better. Let's get to know people better. Let's reach out to brokers. Let's talk to people that didn't know that real estate is an option for them. And they don't have to be like the property brothers or someone on HGTV to be a real estate investor. They can be a normal person that's doing what they're loving every day or doing what they're highly skilled at, engineers, doctors, lawyers, project managers, program managers, and be able to get some exposure to that out of their wealth building. So I think that was the biggest thing for me, just being able to start and look back and see the results, see the what was able to be built from just only 45 minutes, Monday through Friday, and how that compounded. It is the small, consistent steps. I've said it numerous times over the past numerous shows, but the small, consistent steps, and I'm a prime example of that, or our business is the small, consistent steps. It's not that one big leap that you think is coming at some point. That doesn't happen until there's been thousands of small leaps, right? That's very well said. Rodney, how do you like to give back? So there are two ways that I give. I seek to give back, and I believe that I'm already doing it. Number one, I just want to do it on a larger level in the future, is the education that I just described for others just like me. And then secondly, with the wealth building that I'm doing with our business, Robinson Capital, I want to support missions and causes that are bigger than me on a bigger level. So we do it with our personal finances. We tithe their church. We support missions that we think are very important, helping people in other places that may not have access to certain resources and knowledge. And you know, just imagine even a small percentage off of a large profit or large sums of wealth to be able to do that. That's pretty much the big picture for me. I think that these are my talents and, you know, with what I get from it, that's what I'm able to contribute back. So it's education and it's also helping others that need it the most. Rodney, I appreciate that and just appreciate your time today and sharing with us to see your journey. I like hearing just the stories about the family as well when making these big shifts. Not only is it a mindset shift for you, but what I've learned too, I mean, it's a mindset shift for the whole family, right? Especially the spouse or especially, you know, and the children eventually as well. I mean, this is going to affect them forever, right? I mean, it's going to change everything for one way or the other, but hopefully obviously for the better, you know, for the children also, but it is a big shift. And I just appreciate you being transparent and sharing about some of that. And even just getting down to, you know, your thought leadership platform, your blog, how important it is to be up early and how those consistent steps have helped you in a big way. And so just grateful for that. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Thanks, Whitney. Anyone interested can get in touch with me through my blog, which is RodneyRobinsonSecond.com. That's RodneyRobinsonII.com. There's a new blog post talking about my journey, talking about Robinson Capital different things I'm thinking about with in terms of mindset. 
And I also have for any new subscriber, the 10 lessons that I learned in real estate from my first few years of doing it. It's something that I'm giving away and I look forward to producing more content to help others. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.